Welcome back to the Disaster Tough Podcast. I'm your host, John Scardina. I am so excited to talk about this episode because I gave a kind of a hint a few months ago about the Readiness Lab going to the National USAR Conference. That's the Urban Search and Rescue Conference. I am so pumped that we get to go and hang out with all these really cool responders from the USAR community and talk to them about that. Let me just give you some some great information right out of the gate here. The National USAR Conference is going to be happening. They have a pre-conference from November 3rd through 5th. That's the MedSpec course. And then the 6th through the 8th is the main conference. I will be at the main conference. Very excited for that. I have been to a lot of events by the Disaster Medical Solutions Group and the SUSAR Group. They are just phenomenal, phenomenal responders, the real deal that have gone all in on different aspects of USAR response. I've been to their MedSpec courses, literally like the premier group to put that on. And then I've had the opportunity to go and present at last year's National USAR Conference and get to talk to them all about the perspective of emergency management and how it can help USAR. What I found fascinating when I was there last time is that I got a lot of questions from the USAR members, really that community, on two or three different topics, one of which was funding. Same problem for emergency management. How do we get funding? How do we do this right? How can emergency managers help out with that? So there's that, that arm of the question. Then the next arm came from them of saying, hey, I've been a firefighter. I've been a paramedic. How do I transition over from that into emergency management once I'm done diving into the hole? So there was a lot of questions on that. And then the last piece was, how can we work better together with emergency management so that while we're doing the tactical job, you guys can help us at the strategic job? And as we were looking through a lot of these conversations that happened, I had uh, a really special opportunity to share the, some of those comments with the organizers of the National USAR Conference. And they said, hey, the Readiness Lab has this group of influencers and really researchers in the emergency management and really emergency services spaces why don't you come out as the readiness lab and hit on those each of those topics? And so we will have classes that talk about, hey, this is how emergency management can help you. This is uh, a, an avenue if you want to explore it after you're done diving into the hole. And really, here, here are some opportunities to support. And we're going to be really focusing on the technologies piece. So we're going out there and we're partnering with technology companies to provide classes and exercises all related to emergency management response for USAR activities. So really, really excited for that. I wanted to bring on uh, this year's chair, who's been on our podcast before. He's a really amazing responder, a Walt, and a second I'll bring him on. And just to talk about all things National USAR Conference. So if you're looking to go out uh, to that event, it's happening again November 6th through 8th, your emergency manager or otherwise, and you want to see what this response thing is like, he is probably your best source to figure out more about USAR. So let me bring him onto the show. Walt Lewis, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, John, good to see you again. How are you? I'm fantastic. Can I first say that every single time you come onto this podcast, I feel that elevates our podcast now so that we're legitimate. So thank you for, again, taking the time and, and making us feel cool. Absolutely. Well, the stage I get the grace has been uh, preceded by me by many, many high quality folks. So I'm very happy to be a part of this. So thank you. Well, you're, 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 uh, on the front lines of that for sure. You know, we talk about, uh, being the real deal from the readiness lab side. You've helped us out at some of our trainings, which we're, you know, we're, we're honored to have you there. 
From everything I've ever seen from what you do on the USAR side, man, talk about the real deal. It's a special thing. Can you just kind of, for the people who hear this term USAR all the time, can you kind of talk about like what the USAR perspective is, really what your scope of work is? So Urban Search and Rescue originally was designed to help people that were, to remove them from the entombed rubble of collapsed buildings. And it comes out of London Blitz, where a lot of the technology and techniques that we use was adopted from those uh, events. Mm. And fast forwarded into the 90s, when the Oklahoma City bombing was really the, the premier event for most of the USAR teams to get on the ground. And since then, the system's grown into what it is. And it's uh, a lot of key individuals do a lot of hard work to help build it up to what it is. But Urban Search and Rescue, and actually uh, the purists, uh, we like to go with U.S. and the uh, ampersand and on. Right. So this way it's urban search and rescue because uh, in some elements you saw, not to, not to steal away from the headline there, Yeah, <laughs> urban search and rescue, uh, the USAR actually has another connotation elsewhere in the world. So we like to add that specific identifier. So urban search and rescue. That, that translates into the INSERAG or into the international population as well. So uh, you'll see that on pretty much everybody's patch. It'll be the US and R, uh, but some others, it'll be USAR and it's okay. We, we, we you, you have a problem, we'll go out. Uh, much of what our system adopts now is whatever the system needs us to do. And one of those latest ones was in the Maui tragedy, where the wildfire overtook a good part of Lahaina. And afterwards, a lot of FEMA teams staked out wonderful resources to go help give closure and uh, some answers to the folks there. So there's there's nothing that the FEMA system and the folks that are involved in the research rescue really won't take on for a job. Uh, most of them are go-getters, uh, highly high performers and uh, just very great intellectuals and I'm um, very humbled to be a, a killer to most of them. Real quick, we're going to pause for this week's Disaster Tough endorsements. The L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio solves problems and is specifically designed for emergency services. How do we know? We field tested it with medical, urban search and rescue and collapse and confined structures. This radio is amazingly tough. Check out the L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio at L3Harris.com right now. How do you spell Doberman Emergency Management? EOP, OEP, HVA, HMP, Thyra, TTX, Drone, PDA. Whenever you need an expert, Doberman Emergency Management field experts are there for support. Contact an expert at DobermanEMG.com today. Okay, let's jump back in. Well, uh, you know, funny enough, you gave the, gave this term. I don't, do you tell me it's an official term or if everybody else needs to adopt it? You just said, if we have a problem, if you have a problem, we'll go out. Is that an official line? Is that an official tagline or did you just come up with that on the spot? Uh, I, I wouldn't say that's our official mantra, but it's hard pressed to when you have a rescue situation to not have a rescue we want to go solve. Yeah, I, I love that actually. In, in terms of the branding perspective, if you have a problem, we'll go out. I think for the emergency managers who are wondering, hey, you know, there's other conferences they could go to. There's a million of them out there. There's another one happening the same week. My big pitch to emergency managers, if, if you know, to them is if you care about response specifically and really this really, this very technical job of in response, then this is the environment you want to get into. Here are the responders you can talk to and learn from, to hear their gaps, to, to learn about what's good, what's the bad, the ugly. You know, whether you're talking about Hawaii or Surfside building collapse, which, which you responded to, or Hurricane Laura, or all of these other events that you've specifically been involved with, you know, for the emergency manager who wants to get out there, if you have a mentality, and this is really for the audience, 
If you have a mentality of, if there's a problem, I'm going to be there to help you, then you want to learn more from the USAR community. You want to be ingrained in that community. And so, you know, you talked about the mic drop, you know, literally at the very, very good beginning of this podcast. But let's talk about that perspective. The first time I went out to a med spec course with you, uh, speaking of which, where we met, I felt so much like an outsider, real talk. I'm like, I'm this emergency manager. I don't know how I can support. And as I got to know everybody and I started to learn about, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I started finding areas where I'm like, oh, emergency management could do that for you. Emergency Emergency management can support you in these different areas so that you can be proficient in your job. Would you say that that is kind of the perspective of, of emergency managers need to adopt or what else could they kind of expect from going to a, a USAR conference? It certainly doesn't hurt to understand what the other folks we work with and what their job is related to and how we can help support that. So that's also on the urban search and rescue side is to understand where the EOC can help better benefit us, how we can better communicate. So that's why some of the G and L and E classes in the, the FEMA cache of classes that is designed for. So mm. uh, it's to help us be better responders at the other end, but to help dispatch us more properly, to use us more effectively, to understand why one use our team for a city is not sufficient, why multiple resources would be needed. And that just adds to the price tag, but that's not something we've had to experience in the past, maybe. Uh, then you can better understand it by being around what we are truly capable of. And as a task force, there's the problem, go solve the problem. And it's not just very specific, it is all encompassing and we bring a lot of the tools. But for every one rescuer, you've got typically two or three supportive members in the background helping get that tip of the spear to where it's time to go. And then along that sphere is also towards the back is the EOC. And their yeah. element, in your element, you have so many aspects. You have humanitarian aid, you have police, you have uh, public works, you have all the aspects of what is the emergency management realm of the EOC. We are just a piece of it. However, ours is what you're going to be judged on highly because of the time compressed nature, the number of lives impacted in a short amount of time, and what we do or don't do is what's going to resonate for longer into the operation. So the more we can do on the front side, the less you'll have to do on the back side. Other than the public works fleet up, a lot of it comes from the humanitarian side of things. Mm. And uh, we've seen where humanitarian, where some of these missions have not been so successful, and those folks involved uh, really suffer the, the political consequences. But recent years have shown where we have a strong response go up, we will have a strong uh, answer to the problem, and we tend to have a better care of the community. So. I think that's a fantastic answer. When I, um, you know, going back to that first MedSpec course, I had assumed in 2017 that every single available USAR group in the United States had been deployed, whether it's to Hurricane Harvey, to uh, Hurricane Maria or Hurricane uh, Irene, we were told over and over again that all available resources were deployed. And when I went to that MedSpec course years later, I found out there were several teams who didn't get deployed for a lot of different reasons. And what I realized instantaneously is that the emergency management community can help thrust you guys into disaster. You guys want to be there. You, I mean, every single person in that training or in those conferences that I have met is 100% professional, wants to be there, sharpest tools in, 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 the, in the shed. And yet there still needs to be a mechanism to thrust them in there, right? To pr- allow those resources to be made available. And that's where I felt like was the biggest gap 
between emergency management and the, the USAR community was that uh, from both sides of the house, and I just talked about my own lack of understanding, you know, there, there needs to be this collaborative effort. You guys want to be there. We can help get you there. Logistically, we can help get you there. But also, we can work a lot of the back channels where we're good at to help get you there, whether it's funding sources or whether it's, you know, working those political mechanisms or whether it's creating policy so that there's that backfill in place and there's a continuous support so that you're not worn out, so that you can get out there and be able to focus on being out there then wondering if you're going to be able to get deployed. And again, that EOC perspective, you know, that community perspective really um, can get you there. And honestly, I, I agree. The more resources you can put in a disaster, the faster, the, the better off you are as a response. And any single, every single time that I've seen where people are like, well, maybe we can just do the minimum. They, they have maximum amount of casualty. Every time you put the maximum amount of effort in, you also save the most amount of lives. And so I, you know, that's just like my biggest call out for people. Why should you go to this conference? So you can learn exactly how you can help people get out in the field as fast as humanly possible. Agreed. So like two points on that. It's some of it, it's what we don't know that we don't know. So that's what this conference has helped to design is to help combat some of that. So we could share that information amongst all assets of USAR. But also on part of it is some of the old theology that we are so finite in our resources. We have to be very delicate and deliberate on what we assign to where. And that hesitation then results in delay. So our systems have grown in, in many states. And I can brag about Florida. Our system has grown to a point where we, we get dispatch quite a few assets. We've got over 40 technical rescue teams. Uh, we've got eight state urban search and rescue teams. Uh, we've got 28 federal teams that we can call on two of them here in Florida. So 26 other teams to call. So there's a lot of assets and those are, and then signing with EMAC agreements and requests, and that's just urban search and rescue. So uh, the magnitude of resources that grow, and maybe some folks may not be familiar, that's something we could help share that information with at the urban search and rescue board. Information sharing. The, you know, the, the process of which I hope to see response happen in the in the future is expedited. I I've seen it firsthand, and I know the impact of getting all available resources into a disaster as fast as humanly possible. And quite frankly, I'm an emergency manager. I think USAR is pretty cool. Like if I'm going to dork out or nerd out on something, I want to nerd out on USAR and how emergency management can integrate and not just be this distant thing that we don't really talk together, but I would love to to embed with USAR teams. In fact, USAR teams, especially the, the national teams, do have emergency planning as part of the team. And so you're now not just an external element, but you need to be better integrated with that element, especially if you, you want to get into it. So like, I want to go out and hang out with you guys. I want to see what your your job is like, and I want to learn from you. And hopefully, I think I can also offer something where I'm not just this, you know, guy on the sideline, but pinpoint the areas that are effective and helpful. And again, I'm, I'm reiterating this a little bit for the show, but it, I'm hoping that everybody who's listening to right now is like, oh, I've been interested in response. I don't know how to integrate. Or I've been, I've learned about USAR a little bit, USNR. You know, I want, I want to support that a little bit. Um, maybe we'll make credit a logo for you guys. That's just a big ampersand. I don't know. 
but whatever it is, like we want to integrate. If you were going to give your pitch of like somebody who is goes to USAR or SUSAR.com, which we'll put in our show notes afterwards for sure. But if you're going to say, hey, this is why I think you should attend. This is what you can expect from coming to our event. What would your pitch be? So FEMA and EMI have done a fantastic job of creating the structure and the education needed to come from the top down as to what the funds, the framework for the nation and how to get urban search and rescuers in place, how to get response into place and what all the classes needed are for that to make things happen. And it's very deliberate, deliberate. It's very exact. So this way, Oklahoma is the same as Orlando. And that's good. Uh, SUSAR, the State Urban Search and Rescue Alliance, since its inception in 2005, one of its visions is to be able to share and collaborate resources because our funding sources come from different allocations and at different values. So sometimes we uh, commiserate and sometimes we celebrate what we are able to do. And having that network amongst the states, you could all 50 unite, and having each of these assets, we're able to bring that all together in the CFAR and bring it in and fill in from underneath what FEMA's not able to bring down to the top. We okay. got everybody in the middle and then collaborate. There's so much uh, information to be shared amongst each of the different disciplines in urban structure rescue and everything that affects urban structure rescue, emergency management, structural specialists, medicine, uh, uh, physicians, uh, even law enforcement. So there's so many avenues that this team grow. And it's grown from last year to this. And we're all getting next year. We look forward to that. But it's an awesome time in Orlando in November 6th and 8th. And the beauty about this one is if you want to learn about something, your disasters typically come on their unscheduled. This isn't a disaster, but it's scheduled. You can put it on a calendar. You can come out and we can have the dates for you next year if you play on the behavior too. Sure. The, uh, you know, you had me halfway there when you said Orlando in November as a guy who lives in Missouri. So... Uh, good choice on location. The the content though is is really the driver for me. I, I went a year ago. I loved it. Excited to come with the readiness lab. From the readiness lab perspective, what you can expect from the readiness lab at the National Ur Urban Search and Rescue Conference is uh, a focus on technology and next steps. So I mentioned earlier in the podcast, kind of that a uh, preview. But you're going to have myself there. You're going to have Zach Force from EM Weekly there. You're going to have Prescott Natto there from Life Fire Layout there. And Jake Shores is also coming, who's been on my podcast. If you look at those four different perspectives alone, I'm an emergency manager all in. Zach is an emergency manager who also happens to be a USAR member, who also happens to be a former MP, who's also in the military. He's kind of like our all things guy. Then you have Prescott, who is a captain in the fire service, all in for fire. Then you have Jake Shores, who's with AMR, you know, he's a paramedic. And so just from the perspective of emergency management who's coming in, we're not guys who just happen to like USAR and we want to nerd out. We are guys who've all been in the field in different aspects of the field from fire, USAR, um, you know, paramedic, emergency management, who's all going in there and saying, hey, we figured out these ideas here, different technologies that's going to help USAR members in the field from comms to um, you know, resource management to, you know, supporting the overall perspective to, you know, whatever. We're going to have lots of different courses there. So if you want to be in a USAR course and hear a USAR perspective, take that course, right? If you want to come over to the emergency management side and see how we can support, come take a course with us. And I think that's 
kind of a special thing. This is our first year going to the USAR conference. They they expect, you know, three to 400 people there. We expect to bring some additional people there. So if you're listening, make sure you sign up. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you care about hearing about problems and wanting to help, wanting to be there, then this is the conference you're supposed to go to. This is the 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 response perspective that you need to start learning about so that you can be a professional in this space. So that would be my pitch to the audience, right? Yeah. Like a brag real quick. So if there's anything that you do want to learn about urban search and rescue, we're helping provide it this year. Prior to the conference, you have pre-conference courses. You mentioned the medical specialist class, the one that you attended with us. Uh, that's going November 2nd to the 5th up in uh, Ocala at the State Fire College. And the 3rd to the 5th, we have task force leader, planning, and safety officer. Also division group supervisor, somebody that the EOC interacts with directly. And also a drone assessment course from New Mexico Tech. We have a boat uh, swift water equipment repair class that is one of those coolest classes that you love to be able to figure out how you can take it in. It's so into us. It was brought to us by DLX with wonderful habit. And uh, it's repairing the boats and all the equipment that you would need to use in certain sort of uh, On the main day of the conference, we're going to have fantastic speakers. We're going to hear from Scott Sherwood, who deployed to Turkey for the uh, earthquake there. And also for one of our board members, Mike Cannon, about the flooding in Vermont. An underserved area, you know, it's not very common that Vermont has major emergencies. So they're staffing and they're capabilities is not rich compared to Florida. Uh, here they had massive flooding that uh, relied on a lot of assistance to help them through those days uh, and weeks for sure. Uh, following that, we also have several other updates from EMAC, EMAP, uh, and we are going to have an EMAP workshop. So the EMAP will give you an overview on Monday and then Tuesday and Wednesday we're going to have, uh, I'm sorry, on a Tuesday we're going to have an EMAP workshop. So if you're not sure how to write an EMAP, we have the people that are going to teach you how to write your homework so you can get approved, so it can be a pro- uh, properly uh, approved and apply, and then funded for. So, and that's that's just one of the several elements. We have a collapse track where we have experts. Dave Downey's going to speak about managing of collapse and his after action for Surfside. We've got several structural specialists talking about their getting the vets and how that how works uh, translates over to responders and emergency. That's up. So, that's stuff that can happen in anybody's community. Everybody's got a bridge. Everybody's got a tunnel. Everybody's got some sort of structure. We had a scaffold in downtown Orlando that crippled our central port for two weeks. Well, Constructing scaffolding on the outside and build. So anybody can suffer the same consequences. So all the information is valuable. And it's uh, at a great location here in central Florida. Like I said, November, it's at the Doubletree Hotel. Right by SeaWorld, you can walk out the back door and go to SeaWorld, or you can take an Uber and go to Disney one way or, or Universal Studios the other way, 15 minutes each direction. So it's family friendly. It's an hour from the beaches. Uh, it's a 30 minute drive from the airport. It's in the perfect location. Hotels give us very great real rates. And we've got a lot of phenomenal speakers. But I'd say to the susar.org um, to go to our website to check out all the information that's on there. If it seems remotely interesting, I promise it'll be incredible. I'm very thrilled that Scott Chapel, Mike Cannon, Chad Beam, um, Juan Enriquez, Jordan and has all helped put this all together. And uh, we're excited about where it's going to be. And the CSAR board's been super supportive of the whole thing. It's going to be an awesome, awesome conference. Fantastic. And, and again, great call out there. Again, we'll put it in our show notes for the CSAR.org uh, so you can go and register. 
a big announcement that we put on social media just the other day. Uh, so if you've been tracking this, you can get a special 10% discount for attending by putting in the promo code. It's one word, all lowercase, um, TRL 2023. So TRL 2023, 2023, get a 10% discount just to attend. You could also go on their website and a different avenue, sign up as a member. So whatever your level is, whether you're just trying to test this out and come, come with the readiness lab, or you are all in, and this is the next step in your career, make sure you check out susar.org. If you like this podcast, if you got something out of it, you got to give us a five-star rating and subscribe, of course. But we'd also love to see you there. If you're planning on attending, or this is intriguing, like Walt was calling out there, definitely come. And tell us what you want to see there. Tell us that you're, some of your thoughts, some of the questions you have, so that by the time you come, we have something incredible to, to be prepared for you so that make sure you do have a knockout experience. SUSAR and the USAR uh, conference, the National USAR conference, has done so much to make sure that you're going to, ha you're going to have an incredible experience. I trust them. I've been there before. The Readiness Lab, you know the Readiness Lab. We knock it out every time. We're all about building experiences. So you're going to have a great time. However, we still want your input. We want to hear from you. So put it in the comments, send us a message saying why you're coming, the whole deal. And we'll make sure that when you come, you get a challenge coin for us so that, you know, to help us organize it. So even better, right? So again, check out susar.org, sign up with TRL 2023 to get a 10% discount and make sure you see us in November, whether it's through the pre-conference or the main conference that's happening the 6th through 8th. We'll see you in Orlando. Peace.